This podcast contains explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. It's 2023, the off-season's gone. We've read enough in that chat. Thank God the footy's back on. The P4SS boys are back. For all your NRL super coach chat, we're playing for Sheep Stations. Stab Mandeva is here. Funny Man Trainer's back again. There's Guardsy and his chin list. And Mark's in the run on side this year. We're playing for Sheep Stations. The lurking tab lady from way out west is sure gonna put our patience to the test. We welcome back our friends of the show, Dane Shooter and Brownie. Okay, let's go. We're playing for Sheep Stations. We're playing for Sheep Stations. Welcome to another episode of Playing for Sheep Stations. As you can tell, this isn't Dan. Uh, I'm joined by Mark on the couch and trainer on the screen and there's just the three of us i think we've done one three out with guardsy mark and myself during the season i think that's right but we usually have more but sorry listeners you've just got our opinions uh highly touted and ranked super coaches this year uh on that note trainer how did you go last weekend uh yeah look not well again we were talking before about how there's all these gun captains last week and latrell ended up scoring the most which I captained him, but still didn't help me. So 12.35 was my score. Went backwards 158 spots somehow. I'm still laboring at 11,128th. So I've got, what, two or three weeks to get my act together and make the grand leap inside the top 10,000. Ooh. Avoid the, uh, avoid the application. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Mark, was your week any better? No, significantly worse. I'm going to go out the back door. Trainer's going to come in and I'm going to go out. 1,154 points for me. Uh, more red arrows this week. 1,225 of them down to 6,741st overall. Gotcha. Yeah, which puts you in front of me now. So I haven't got anything to say except what a stupid game Supercoach is. Yeah, I'll agree with you. You're right, trainer. There was five clear. We all tossed up those five captaincies and which one, and this could be the week to make a big move if you get that right. Who knew that Drew Hutchinson was actually the half that you needed? Um, go figure. Um, yeah, I scored 13-10, which I was pretty happy with. 837 green arrows, 6,339th. Um, we have started a new segment called Chasing Last Week's Points, and I think this just highlights how difficult it's been this year with trying to get onto the blokes. Um, we've done it for three weeks in a row and I, there's not names. There's no name that's been on there for three consecutive weeks. Um, there's probably no name that's been on there. Maybe more than I think KP, maybe the first two weeks. Yeah. It was on for two, I think is about it. So this week's um, and I'll, I'll give you the, the ownership stats as well, which is pretty interesting. So Dean Mariner, the highest scoring player, 132, 1.5% ownership. What Disgust- a stud, just quietly. Yeah, but disgusting for next year. I would have loved him not to have yeah, done filthy. that uh, because he's not going to be everything we hoped and dreamed for, I don't think, in the centres when he starts at about 400,000, um, which is a bit of a shame. Uh, second on the list, the man that I mentioned before, Drew Hutchison, 
8.2% ownership. I was surprised by that. Because lots of the, st- the spuds that started with him at the beginning. Yeah, of the year so I, I didn't look at plane. I didn't look at like top fifteen hundred or anything like that. So one hundred and thirty points for him, um, and then we've got Kurt Capewell. So Kurt Capewell is three point one percent owned, and he scored one hundred and twenty six. So good return for him, but he's on the buy this week. Same as the next man on the list, Reese Walsh, twenty one point six percent ownership. So there's still a few, and I know the team of the week had him as the captain, a bit of a outside the box pod captain, but I mean, pretty safe against Parramatta who are diabolical at this time of year. So 123 points for Reese and Nick Meaney, the man who is playing for his job really with Pappy killing it in the Q cup. I don't know when he'll come back, but he'll come back at some point. I think Nick Meaney will keep the position for the rest of the regular season and then might um, give it over during the finals at some point. Nick Meaney, 16.1% ownership. I know he was a guy you had to start the year trainer. But um, mm-hmm. on that list, there's no one that you'd really want to buy this week. Maybe Drew Hutchison, if you want a stinger, because he plays power and power were appalling. But the Roosters haven't been much better this year. All right, so we're up to around 25. Can you believe how quickly the season is flying past? And this week we start the round, Cowboys versus Sharks. Pretty big game, has huge implications for the top eight. Cowboys at home. Trainer, what have you got in this game? Right, so... Uh, the Cowboys have got Nanai back, uh, so he's starting in the back row. Cohen Hess back to the bench. Uh, then we've still got Felty on the wing and Tuolungi in the centres. Sharkies, Tom Hazelton is back. So the young bloke, Jesse, whatever his name is. Colhoun. Yeah, that's it. Back to the bench, but that's that's about it for that game. Yeah, should be a good game. I think there should be plenty of points scored in that game. All right, the... Second game, the Friday 6 o'clock game. The Warriors seem to have a bit of a lock on the Friday 6 o'clock when they're playing at home, don't they? So they play Manly, who I thought were pretty brave last week. Um, Warriors versus Manly, Mark. Yeah, the Warriors do get this game a lot. I think it's the time difference. So that'll be 8 o'clock in New Zealand, I think. So uh, for the Warriors, CNK named to return at fullback. There was some thoughts last week that he might, miss multiple weeks but he has been named so I guess he's a wait and see that young fullback who replaced him last week who I won't try and pronounce his name yeah to a peaky um he's on an extended bench uh Bunty Foa comes into the side for Mitch Barnett who apparently suffered a nasty cut underneath his knee that required uh I think the technical term is a shitload of stitches (laughs) So he's out this week. Then for Manly, Brad Parker and Ben Trebojevic both miss with concussion this week. Morgan Harper comes into the centres and Kelma Tuolangi moves back into the starting side. His spot on the bench is taken by Jake Arthur. There was some talk around today. I noticed that Schuster would uh, revert back into the back row and Arthur's would partner DCE in the halves. So that may be something to keep an eye out for later in the week. Righto, we'll move on to the next game, which is the Friday 8pm game, Parramatta and the Roosters. I don't really want to talk about Parramatta. They are horrific. Anyway, this week they've got Sevo and Regan Campbell-Gillard coming back from suspension. So Simonson moves back into the centres from the wing. They have, though, lost Mitchell Moses for the year with... Uh, a fracture, a fractured eye socket, cheekbone style injury. 
So Arcee moves from the centres to 5'8". Dylan Brown goes to halfback. Interestingly, in the forward pack, Jermaine Hopgood has moved into the back row. Joe Offerhen goway to lock. Uh, Madison to the bench. Andrew Davey missing out after another concussion last week. Then for the Roosters, your friend, well done, Angus, is back on the bench returning from injury. So Napa drops out. But interestingly, Sam Walker named in jersey number 18 after playing a full game on return in New South Wales Cup last week. So we'll see whether he comes in for Hutchison there in the halves. Gee, I hope so. As a para fan, that might be the only chance we've got if uh, Walker comes in there and starts to do some silly things. But a bit disappointed Dylan Napa, my main man, going out. You know, trainer and I have a bit of a running joke. Dylan Napa got me off to a great start the year I finished inside the top 200. Um, and that was about what split us, I think, that year, wasn't it? Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> um, the first game on Saturday, the 3 o'clock game on Saturday, Tigers versus Dolphins, that might not be a great game to watch, or it could be an absolute points fest. Who knows? But uh, a few changes at the Dolphins. Both stock in Tafari out. Lemuelu, Hammer, and Kbrom, HIA, JMK out. I don't think there's a lot of super coach relevance for the blokes coming in. And I think the Tigers are pretty much 1-17. to 17. Is that right? Or... It would be remiss yeah. of you, given Dan's not here, to mention that uh, his man, Raymond Stone, is gone for the season. I mentioned that there was nothing super coach relevant, so uh, we'll leave it at that, I think. All right, moving on to the 5.30 game on Saturday, Titans versus Panthers trainer. All right. Uh, I'm actually happy I get to do this one because uh, Tommy Weaver's making his debut. That's probably one of the most exciting things to see this weekend. Um, played country under-16s with Jock on that, on that tour of uh, England, wherever they went. So pretty cool to see him come through and, and get a crack now in, in the big grades. Um, but, yeah, the bloody Titans are all over the place. Uh, Keanu Kenny's at fullback. Jaden Campbell's at 5'8". And, yeah, Tommy Weaver's debut at half. Um, Mo Fodawaka returns. Tino's going to lock. Aaron Clark's out. Cleese Haas is starting the game, which is probably fair because Joe Stimson's a bum anyway. And... Jacob Alec on the bench. Uh, Panthers have got Romy back and Mitch Kenny and Tyrone Peachy. So, Coggers 18th man. Hosking is in the reserves. And Tago is nowhere. Nowhere to be seen again. Be great to have a few. Like, I'm, this could be the week that if you own Sorensen up against either Campbell or Weaver. Yeah. Like that would be pretty nice, I imagine. So um, I also think it's probably not a bad early captaincy shout for Cleary. Yeah. That, I've literally team. just put my captaincy on Cleary about two minutes ago. I'd, I'd be concerned. The only reason I probably wouldn't be flying into Panthers players is I actually think a few of them will get a rest if you own a couple of para players in that last week. But it looks like Ivan is going to rest them across a few weeks, if that makes sense. Like he rested Kenny last week. And he might, and Jerome had a bit of an illness, but that was still arresting. And I think he's just going to do two or three at a time. So it mightn't be the mass restings that we might all see at the, in the last round, unless mm. they've got the minor premiership wrapped up potentially. So <laughs> uh, the 7.35 game on 
Saturday, Dragons versus Melbourne. For the Dragons, Lomax is back from his shoulder injury in the centres. Frank Milo also returns from concussion, pushing his brother Michael to lock Ben Murdoch, Masilla to the bench. Uh, The Storm have the same 17 who took the field last week. Warbrick was a late withdrawal last week, I think, with a neck injury maybe, and Remus Smith came on to the wings. That's how they've been named. He'd be pretty stiff, Warbrick, if he was fit and he didn't come back into that side. He's been pretty good for them this year, so he may well come back into the side, and someone like uh, Marion Seve or young Tonomapia in the centres might drop out. That would reflect the team they were running earlier in the season. Right, the next game is the early game on Sunday, 2 p.m. The Knights sell out. It did sell out today. Knights v South up here in Newcastle. Bradman Best has been named to return from injury with Tuala dropping to the extended bench. Interestingly, Jackson Hastings has been named, but surely he's got to be in some doubt. He went down last week and it looked like the man would never walk again the way he was carrying on. He's done that twice this year, though. Yeah, so anyway, so he's named. We'll see. Adam Clune is on an extended bench, so I imagine if Hastings doesn't come up, he would come into that side. Only one change for South with Cheekham coming onto the bench for Ben Lovett, although both uh, Harm Sele and Tavita Totola have been named on an extended bench looking to return from injury. You imagine if they're fit, they will just come straight into that side they looked pretty ordinary didn't they through the middle last week the old bunnies so uh we'll see what happens there in the last game of the round raiders versus bulldogs um i can't even read what the nrl wrote they jared croker's back in they're calling him everyone's favorite son what a load of rubbish uh back in from a hamstring injury putting ethan strange out he had a bit of a bludger of a debut i think it was a bit of a tough one they really targeted him last week James Schiller um, on the bench. So he's there's another back. So looks pretty good for uh, Horsburg, Tarpanay and some of those big minute forwards there. Jacob Preston, the man that did the hip drop on um, Hastings. I think Hastings might be a bit of a fibber. He looks like an over-exaggerated. Probably went to drama school. At, but anyway, so Jacob Preston misses two weeks. There's a question around that. There must be a couple of people still holding Preston. And the two weeks is a good time to move on. Um, Corey Waddell comes in for him. Ryan Sutton returns from a neck injury at lock, and Luke Thompson goes to the bench. Fatala Marin is the new man on the bench, and Harrison Edwards dropping to 18th man. But big news out of the Bulldogs camp this afternoon um, with Tavita Pangai Jr. Um, declaring he's retiring out of the NRL to take up a boxing career. Mark, you had a bit of a zinger, so do you want to give us the story around what you said there? Obviously, an amateur boxing career, three by three minute rounds is about his limit, I'd have thought. He won't quite cut it in the uh, professional 12 three minute round sphere, I wouldn't think. I worry for the Bulldogs. How are they going to cover his 15 minute early stint um, before he goes and has his first stint on the bench? And what are they going to do with their four replacements that they'll get back from not running him? So. Yeah, good luck, Bulldogs fans. I see another tough season coming without your main man, Tavita Pengai Jr. there. So that's the team lists. This is Hustles. This is Hustles. Okay, listeners, you've heard that sound. As you can tell, Guardsy not here this week. 
Mark did a rampaging good job last week. We had many complaints about the profanities used, so we're going to tone it down this week. He's still angry. I can tell he's angry, so I'm going to hand over to Mark, and he's going to do Garzi's chin list presented by Mark. Yeah, I'm not calm. I'm still not calm. Anyway, it was all about the referees in the bunker last week. They were still rubbish this week, but let's move on. Otherwise, the chin list would go for eight and a half hours. We're going to start off with Nico Hines. How can the Sharks score that many points and he scores so poorly? He only wanted to get involved when there was a bit of push and shove and a group hug on offer. I think, well, is it a coincidence that he started playing so poorly after his mum moved in after a court case earlier in the year? I wouldn't think so. I know for a fact if my mum moved back in with me, that'd do my head in and it'd all be downhill from there. I know the media wanted to beat up his so-called shabby treatment at the hands of Fittler around Origin. But honestly, I think it's as plain as the nose on your face. His mum is the problem and the cause of his poor form. Ship her out, Nico. Wet the hair. Get back on the horse, mate. Next on the list, we spoke about him a little bit in the uh, team list. Jackson Hastings is on the list. We have a bit of a sneaking suspicion that Jackson's a bit of a fibber. He may uh, put a bit of mayo on things. Could explain the acrimonious exits from a couple of his previous clubs. Honestly, he got tackled and he writhed around on the ground like he was never going to walk again. Yet, miraculously, he's named in the starting side for the Knights. This week remains to be seen whether he'll play, but honestly... If you had have watched that, you'd think that bloke's never going to play again. Anyway, too much drama, Jackson. I don't think Gerald Yoye rolled around like he did, and he did have a career-ending injury, so, you know. Correct. Be better, Jackson. Next on the list, Supercoach. What a crap game. Feeningham, there were five genuine captaincy options last week. Cleary, Hines, Johnson. Latrell and Ponga. The highest any of them could manage was Latrell's 81 against the Dragons. It's been a genuine lottery this year. You're better off going and get your palm read, reading the tarot cards, all that kind of ridiculous crap that makes no sense because, well, Supercoach makes about that much sense this year. Why would you bother looking back, studying the form, having a look what history tells you, because, well, I'm no chance. I'm no chance of getting my selections and my captaincy decisions and those sorts of things right this year. The game has turned on its head. Who knows what will happen next year? I'll probably complain then too. But for now, super coach, shit game. Next on the list, a couple of uh, gentlemen close to our hearts here on the pod. Guardsy's on the list. Normally, this is Guardsy's time to shine. He was out last week going to get ice cream. Clearly didn't get enough, so he's going back for seconds tonight. Guardsy, that's just not good enough, mate. You're on the list. You might not get the list back when you return. Remains to be seen. You just honestly, you you're not even that angry anymore, Guardsy. It's ridiculous. Finally, we finish the list off with our good friend Dan Marnie. We do miss you. Technical expertise tonight, Dan, but it's come to our attention that as a man born and raised in New South Wales, not only have you turned your back on the Blues, 
in favor of those scumbags from north of the border. You've now turned your back on your country. We find out that you've made plans for the World Cup semi-final that doesn't involve watching the Matildas give it to the Poms tomorrow night, making history. It's outrageous behavior. And all I'll say is that it confirms the character of people who clearly don't understand state and national allegiance. Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me now if you tell us that you were going for the Poms all along, secretly cheering for them tomorrow night. It's just not good enough, Dan. you got to be better than that, mate. Come on. Yeah, very good. Very good, Mark. Thanks for not swearing because that's important uh, to some of our listeners. Um, we've got the DMs. So this week we've had Dom slide in, and, and I am very thankful. I think if Guardsy was here, his head would almost be falling off his shoulders. So we've lost we've lost our trainer for a little bit of te- through technical difficulties. So we're going to push on just Mark and I, and we're going to answer Dom's question. So we might be able to give some rational answers for Dom, even though the question seems slightly irrational when you actually delve into it. He says, with my overall position on the line, he's risking the C on Ponga smart, considering he is always a concussion risk. The Bunnies will surely target him, but feel he could play out of his skin. It has to be this weekend. I think there's plenty of other decent captaincy options this week that uh, present, particularly in your position, Dom, in the top, I don't know if you're in the top 200 or around that mark. I think Cleary is a far safer option against the Titans, particularly with Foz out. Um, David Feeder might be a bit sus on defence without his main man, Foz, next to him. And the two halves they've named, Tom Weaver, a young guy who hasn't played a lot of first grade, I think maybe one or two games. Or has he played at all? I think this is his debut. Uh, So debut for for him. Um, Cleese Haas standing next to him, another young guy, if if that's how it lines up. And then um, Jaden Campbell. Named at five eight, standing next to um, Fafita. Maybe if that's how it works out, whichever side they play on, it doesn't matter. There's a huge target, and I think if there's anyone in the NRL who's better at getting to a target, I don't know who it is than Nathan Cleary. So there could be plenty of try assists. He could actually score a few tries himself. His running game starting to come back after his hamstring. The other one that I think Dom that you could could look at is Munster versus the Dragons. Um, set up the way that the Dragons just drift up and don't really push up hard. Munster can just drift across them and push every one of them in the chest and score 25 on one run with tackle bust. So there's a couple that I like better than Ponga. Um, Ponga coming up against a bunny side with everything to play for. I know they've been reasonably average. I'm not too worried about his concussion risks. Are you worried about his concussion, Mark? No, I think... The, the risk is no different than what it's been the last or since he came back. And he went on that run of high scores. The risk is no different this week. Uh, I know Dom says the Bunnies will target him, but honestly, every team is going to target him. They're going to try and get their big guys at him, which is a bit better now that he's at fullback, not in the front line. I think that's been the, the key to his run of form, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So... Not that I don't think Ponga can do well. I just think there's probably more upside and more, in your position, Dom, consistency in in firing in with Cleary or a Munster or maybe a Harry Grant, someone in those in those kind of games. Um, that's what we're thinking there. So his next question is, how many minutes do you do the Shepherds predict Hopgood will get? Who knows? Who knows if he's going to start on an edge? Who knows if he's going to start at all? Who knows if Brad Arthur's going to bring him off? 
who knows if Brad Arthur will remember he's bought him off. Like that's kind of just how Brad Arthur has gone. He's he's almost the most hard to understand coach in the NRL now around. It was Todd Payton, Ricky Stewart, a few other people playing silly buggers, but Brad Arthur, like I think he honestly forgets that there's he's bought players off and they've been off for so long. So Mark, what do you think? I think he could get 80. If he plays on an edge, he's going to get 80. He's not going to come off on an edge, I wouldn't imagine. So how many minutes do you think he'll get? Oh, if he plays on the edge, he'll get 80. I suspect the likely scenario is that Offerhen Goway drops back to the bench. Um, Hopgood goes back to lock and Madison goes to the edge. Uh, that would seem like the most obvious play to me. I mean, I'd have thought that's a stronger setup than how he's named the team to run out. If he does that, then he'll get his 60, 65 minutes in that rotation. But as you say, who who knows? Who knows what goes through the head of an NRL coach? It's a high-pressure job, and sometimes I think they just lose their mind. They try and get a bit cute for their own good, I think. Ah, the old cute call, Dan Marnie, cute call, hey? All right, so the next question is from Alex. Well, it's not a question. He he sent me a message earlier, and we've had a great contributor uh, or two contributors, young fans, and they send a video message in around Origin and for, for a few weeks in a row. Um, Alex's daughter, Matilda, happy ninth birthday to her. She's been outstanding in her contribution. We've loved hearing her call the Queenslanders dogs and the bald dogs and all those sorts of things. She's really embraced our vernacular, if, if you will. Um, so happy ninth birthday, Matilda. Hopefully next year your dad can set you up with a team. And I reckon you might have a bit of a chance of beating him next year because you ask really great questions. Sometimes I think they're almost better than your dad's. So happy ninth birthday, Matilda. Looking forward to season 2024 with you in the fold as a super coach player. Maybe you can get your mum to sign you up or something. I don't know if you've got to be over 18 or how old you've got to be, but we'll look into it for you. We'll put something out. So Alex asks a question. He often gets us to reflect and think. So he's he's no different this week. He said, what's everyone's highest ever score? He said, I went back into my archives to find mine. And his is round 10, 2021, during Volandi's ball when he had the set restarts going and we had the fullbacks in um, Travojevic and a few others just going crazy every week. Hines was going nuts down at the Storm, wasn't he? With um, playing fullback as well. And his best round, round 10, 2021, 16-27. I've had a look at the corresponding round and I scored 15-51. So reasonably high scoring round there. Um, I scored that year. So my highest score in, came in 2021 when everyone was getting huge scores. And my mine came in round 15 and it was 16-70. Um, I had a really good finish that year. Finished high inside the top 200s, 150-something. Um, and I look back and I had nine scores over 1,400 that year. So previous to that, I had hardly had a score over 1,400 in the, the years leading up. So I think my high score before 2021 was 15, 1,451 or maybe a 1,500, but I don't think so. Uh, Matt Trainer he he let us know that his high score was in the same round, round 15, 2021, and he scored 1,677. And he echoed the sentiment that before that, 1,400, 1,300 was a really ripping score and you were pretty chuffed. Um, Mark, how's your top score going? (laughs) Not in the 1600s, but it was around that same time. And I didn't note down when exactly what round it was, but it was in that um, six again, set restart 
introduction when they were just absolutely going crazy for it. They just couldn't get enough of it. It was, and I can't even remember because I didn't write it down. I think it was sort of the high 1500s, 1570s, 1580s. It might have was probably around that same time by the sounds of it. Everyone went, uh, went on a bit of a, a scoring spree around that time. So luckily enough, even I managed to do it. Not that you would uh, know now, having a look at my scores the last couple of weeks. But again, prior to that, in those early years when uh, the scoring was a bit tighter, I had a few in the 1400s, which was, I don't know, what would, it's like inflation. You'd probably call that 15, 1600 these days, wouldn't you? So, Absolutely. A 1400 pre-2021 was effectively like scoring a 1600 now. Um, yeah, good question, Alex. Again, another good one to reflect on and be able to go back through your history and actually see when you could play Supercoach and go well and you know, they often say, trust your gut. And I've got a fairly big gut, so I should trust it more often if it's uh, how you meant to play and not go on statistics and form. Uh, the next question, next DM comes from Luke. He says, best trade for Preston. So Preston out for two weeks, so he's only got one week available left. So he is definitely a sell if you've got trades. Pretty lucky if you have kept a couple of trades because I think he's got a reasonable amount of value still left in him and it'd be good to get someone so he says i can spend 750k i have dual flexibility so i can get a front row second row or center wing i'm going to pass over to mark and he might um let us know his oh, well last week my trade was bringing brian toto in but before i did that i seriously looked at dane gagai he's the one who i think if you're in that center wing space is the one you can target. He showed he's got a bit of upside last week. He scored a tick over 100, got a try. But even before that, he's, I think he's averaging, I think he's now averaging 73 and a half or something like that. He's just been around those scores every week, regardless of the result. I mean, he's just a base stat beast. He loves the tackle breaks, those sorts of things. I didn't bring him in last week because I just thought Brian Toto on the end of that Penrith back line would get a few more attacking stats, the tries and all those sorts of things. But I'm a bit um, disappointed that I didn't bring Gagai in now. I could have saved a little bit. I think it was about eighty or 90,000 difference last week that I could have put in the bank. Not that you need heaps of money in the bank, but I still have a few trades, so I could have used it. But I think Gagai is the... The one he looks pretty bulletproof at the moment. So, yeah, I've got one a bit left to field here. I also had Dane Gagai written down. That's why I let Mark go because he didn't do the research. I didn't find you an ultra pod. So, I've got an ultra pod here. Kyle Felt, I've just looked up 1,473 teams, 1% ownership. Amazing. Playing on the end of a pretty good back line. His last three game scores 97, 96, and 104, giving him a three round average of you know, best part of 100. Um, he's got the Sharks, the Dolphins, and the Panthers. The Panthers looks like a tough matchup, but in the last round, they could be mass restings. Uh, over Origin, when they played the Panthers in round 16, he scored 96. So it doesn't scare me that matchup too much. Um, with Val Holmes out, he might even sneak into the goal kicking. I know that Chad's not a great goal kicker, and I think uh, Kyle Felt has taken over the goal kicking at times. So he wouldn't be too far away from getting the goal kicking, which would be another... Bloody good bonus. So I think I might even sneak into Kyle Felt myself this week. 718,000. What have I got to lose? 
you know, it's a bit like um, dodgeball. <laughs> what do we got to lose? Uh, trainer, trainer had a bit of a flyer, and I guess it sort of is reflective. If you can say you can have a centre wing, a second row or a front row, but it does depend if Preston was your fourth or fifth second rower so that you've still got uh, three three solid players playing in that second row position. So that's something to consider as well um, that I only just thought about. But trainer's little flyer would be on Olakawatu. He said it was a difficult watch last week um, with the way that he played against – they played the Panthers last week, didn't they? And he looked pretty good against them. So he might have might be out to finish the season – Season strongly. So Olakawatu is not a bad shout there either. But um, if you're looking for someone solid and consistent who's going to score pretty well, I think Dane Gagai has been your man and he's someone that the top-ranked players have probably had for a while. But um, still pretty low ownership, 5%. I think he'd be higher owned in the top 1% and 5%. But, um, yeah, I'm going to take a bit of a flyer on Kyle Felt. He will either make or break me. If hopefully, hopefully he can score three or four tries and actually get the goal kicking. That would be amazing. So... Yeah, who knows? That's where I'm headed, though. So hopefully that's helped you. Uh, hopefully send in some DMs next week as well so that we've still got things to talk about, which would be awesome at this end of the season because we're up to around 25, only a couple of rounds left after this one. Dan's comment of one week at a time can actually start to ring true. He really is just having to look one week at a time, and it's hard to keep him out of that trade um, bubble, but we're, we're probably, we'll talk about the trades in a little while. <laughs> All right, trainer. So we're going to have a look at talking points with trainer. We're just going to do the sit versus starts again. Um, you want to lead us off on who you're playing and how you maybe even how you went last week with that sit versus start. Uh well, last week not that great. I sat Garrick, which I would assume, like most people with a bit of common sense, weren't going to play Garrick against the Panthers. So missed out on eighty there, but. You know, not the worst. I played Kiraz over him, I guess. So it cost me, what, 40 points. Uh, played Tarpanay and sat Horsburgh. Cost me 13 points. Played Cook and sat Olakawatu, I suppose. Cost me 13 points. So, eh, not too bad. Much of a muchness. Uh, Captain Luttrell... Only one other or two other, three other players scored more than him in my team. So, did all right. Um, in terms of this week, here yeah, I've got a, out of my benchies, Cookie's not getting a run this week. Horsburgh's not in there at the minute. Schuster's not in there. Kiraz isn't in there. Playing Ponga Garrick Munster Hines. Yeah, so this I, I did I did okay last week. The only one that I really would have wanted to play that I didn't was Garrick, but I was never going to play Garrick over Marzu. Like that's that was the yeah kind of kind of what you had to do. Um, running a pretty similar thing. I'm trying to hold my trades. I've got three left. I think I'm going to try and hold them till the bunnies buy because I've got a few bunnies and I kind of don't want to miss all their points. I don't have too many para blokes. I've only got Hopgood, so. Not too too bad. I can probably save one for him if I want to. Um, a bit later, I think this week it's a. I've got Cotter coming back, but I think I'm happy to play Fanua Blake and Harris as my front rowers and not play Ruben Cotter. Just have him on the bench. I did reserve Bateman last week, which was good. So I'll keep the reserve on him. Play Horsburgh, Hopgood, and Fafita. 
even though some pretty tough matchups and not too sure about Hopgood and Sit Schuster. Don't know how I still have Schuster in my team. He just sort of seems to have been a bloke that I've had other things to do and he just ends up there a bit like Sonny Luke. So uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do with Garrick this week, if I'm going to going to play him or not. Who do they I'm, play? I'm playing this week. Who do they play? They play the Warriors. So yeah, I'll have a look at what fullback score against the Warriors and then make my mind up um, there. If it's if I like him, I'll probably sit Bateman or Horsburgh and play Garrick. So that's sort of where I'm I'm at. It's a bit yeah. You come at you come at six thousand. Surely you play Garrick over Horsburgh. Yeah, I probably will. Yeah. So have you got have you got a Sarko in your team? Yeah. And you're going to play him this week? Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to play Garrick ahead of Osaka this week. I just think the Warriors, uh, the Warriors, the Dolphins, I think are really going to struggle this week. Well, yeah, the Dolphins and the Titans are both running out of second grade team pretty much. So, yeah. Um, they got a lot, a lot of outs. Oh, here they are. But the Tigers have looked all right the last couple of weeks. I just, well, I mean, they've got Robert. Is it Robert Jennings? There's that many Jennings floating around. Robert Jennings playing in the centres and Jack Bostock, who got absolutely bullied when he played on the wing in the centres. Yeah, he was bad. Um, uh, I just can't see him getting any sort of decent ball this week. Anyway, so th- that's probably the big one where I've sort of made that decision there. I, again, didn't play Bateman last week and missed out on his 75 after having played him for the eight weeks prior to that and got his rubbish scores. The one that I'm a bit interested in this week, I still have Nelson Asofa Solomona lurking on my bench. I know he's back on the bench against the Dragons. He's a chance maybe getting a couple of tries, but I don't think he will make his way into my side this week. So that big choice for me was Garrick and Asako. So Garrick for me. Yeah, I think... I think you could, there's a potential to play both Garrick and Osako. Osako, all the time you have a look at and you go, oh, surely he can't go well this week. And he just jags a try and a bit of an attacking stat or a couple of tackle busts. I, I think he's... As a, as a non-owner, I can confirm that happens every effing week. Yeah. Like he's got a low score of 35 against the Panthers. But other than that, I think 44 is like the lowest. And that's like... Yeah, he gets he gets 50. I'm stoked. Yeah. Like he's he's averaging 74. So I don't, I don't know. I think, um, I think one of those second rowers is probably a better spot to look at leaving someone out, like a Horsburgh or Bateman over some one of your high upside fullbacks, wingers. That's done plenty. Bateman against the Dolphins this week. I think Bateman's a a good show this week against. They're so depleted. Yeah. The Dolphins. I'd be playing Bateman for sure. Yeah, and then you've got um, Horsburgh running up against the Dogs. So. Yeah, that that and that outside back on the bench makes me more inclined to play Horsburgh, but like I don't know who I would not play. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean Greg Mars. You didn't do much last week, but surely you don't leave him out either. Yeah, that's right. Friggin' he it's just one one sling from Ponger and he scored on one hundred and twenty. Yeah, so it's it, it is starting to get tricky, isn't it? When you look at matchups, but you look at other people that you might not want to leave out. I just don't. I don't know. It's a tricky one, but. Always Whatever tough. you do, I know that I know that a couple of weeks ago, Don Brown left a couple of uh, hundreds on his bench. I think he said his bench added up to about four hundred and eighty, which at one point was probably more than half my team had scored. So, 
Um, yeah, it, it it is a massive swing, isn't it? Like, what did you say you've left on, like with decisions last week, probably 100 points? Yeah, something like that. Like if you trade one out and make a different decision. So, I mean, 100 points. I would have seen Green Arrows about 100 points. Yeah, so that's that's the important part. So, all right, captains, vice captains, trainer, what do you think? Uh, I don't really know who I'm going to go for vice captain. Maybe Chance or something. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty pretty firm on Captain Cleary at the moment. Obviously, there's some other really good matchups with the Storm against the Dragons, but I just don't know. Like, it's hard to pick with the Storm. Is Grant going to get the points? Is Munster going to get the points? Hughes. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just don't know if they're going to go. You know, bonkers. Rabbitohs Knights could be a, a bit of a tough game. Like, don't know who's going to win that to be honest. And then yeah, they're sort of my main options. So I think yeah, like that Panthers, uh, Titans or Storm Dragons are the two games you should be targeting, unless you've not, got friggin' Jareem Buller or something. Not very often. Clear your score 53 two weeks in a row either. Yeah, that's right. So playing, yeah, the Titans on the 20s team. So, yeah, I'm not sure who I'm going to vice captain, but yeah, Cleary for me is the obvious captaincy choice. Um, I've still got Sunny Loop lurking on my bench anyway, so the loop is hardly an option unless he gets left out anyway. So, um, Cleary captaincy and someone before that vice captain. So could be Garrick. Could be Garrick. Um I'm feeling a bit the same way. I think I've got Sonny Luke, so the vice captaincy is not really something that uh, I can take too seriously. I'm just having a quick look at captaincies in the top ten percent. Nathan Cleary up to twenty percent. There's a heap of people that wouldn't have changed off Ponga, who was at seventy eight percent or something last week. He's still at fifty six. So it looks like Cleary will probably wind up being pretty close to the highest captain player, which doesn't sort of suit, but some weeks you just got to go with it because there's it's clearly the best option. So I don't even know. I'll probably will try something on a VC on any player that plays before Cleary, but pretty set that Cleary's going to be my captain. You making any trades this week, trainer? No, I only got two left. So still just sitting on my hands for the last couple of weeks. I got heaps of depth, so I'm not, I'm not too worried. I might, yeah, like might swing Latrell out and get Reese Walsh next week or something like that. So I've got four trades left at the start of this week. I'm probably going to move Brendan Piakura on and with Jules look to bring in um, Cameron Munster this week. So swing Ponga down to fullback and I've got a Sarka at fullback at the moment. So I've got a, you know, dual 2RF center wing that I could put up for Pete Cora and just swing them around that way, get Munster in. Good plan. Yeah, I'd be looking for Munster this week against the Dragons. So I've got three trades and I'm just going to sit on my hands this week because I do want to have a couple, one at least for the Bunnies and then a couple for the last game or two for the Bunnies because I've got a few of them and then one to bring. Because I can see the potential of selling Latrell next week, bringing whoever's the highest and then figuring out like if, if it's or you know, if it's Cody or someone like that, maybe Cody next week, keep Latrell on the bench, push Ponger up and bring in Reese Walsh and yeah, see how it rolls. Yeah. See see what happens. But I think I want to have three and have the flexibility. So that's why I'm, I think I'm just going to sit on my hands this week and, and keep the three. So I, I'm, I'm I'm pretty happy to have trades at this time of year. Last year I'd, I was out by now. So 
wasn't a fun game. I don't care what guards he said. It's not that much fun when you've got no trades. Even if you're not making them, at least you can. Yeah, you can think about it. Yeah. Right, it's Mark. Had, week. Yeah, that's it. Mark, how did the multi go last week? I can't even remember who we had last week, to be honest. No I doubt. No Cobo doubt I got, no doubt I got two that? out of three. Yeah, Cobo didn't score, did he? Nah. I think I'm, they put a thousand on Parramatta and Cobo yeah. doesn't score. D- Dino, Dino was scoring them all. <laughs> so Cobo's the lock this week. No, oh no, he's on the buy. He'll probably still get a try on the buy this week just to rub it into me. Anyway, this week we're um back on the saddle. Formers, what do they say? Formers temporary, class is permanent. I don't have either of those things, unfortunately. Uh having said that, I think the eels suck at the moment. Um, I think Sualee, he'll be running up against Sevo. I'll probably just kick high to Joseph all night and he'll leap over the top. I think he's got a pretty good try-scoring record against Parramatta. Anytime I flick on and they have old highlights of games, I see him running over Parramatta players and scoring in the corner. Not that that's unusual. So he's in. Uh, I don't mind the Tigers up against the Dolphins this week. Junior Tupo on the wing there, I think, will get a try. And then in the... Knights Rabbitohs game. I'm going for Dom Young to get a try. So those three blokes to get a try anytime amounts to five dollars fifty or six dollars eleven with a boost. We're in for our second pay. <laughs> our second pay in about fifteen weeks. So six dollars fifty. Yeah, we're not going to get our money back anyway. Keep keep be trying. Something special for the last round. We'll um, get our money back. We'll recoup in the last week. <laughs> You'll have a twenty to one in the last week. You reckon? <laughs> all right. So just the three of us. It's been a pretty quick one. I think we've we've burnt through it without all the dribble from the other clans. So I don't know. Quite, quite liked it. And gee, I hope everything recorded because otherwise it's going to be a very <laughs> short one. But yeah, who knows? Who knows? So round twenty five buys are in. You'd be sitting pretty this weekend. No Broncos to worry about. Oh, I'm bike. filthy. I've been enjoying watching us freaking carve up. <laughs> I thought you might say that. Um, who are you supporting this week? Uh, I don't know. Don't know. Who, who can I go for? Yeah, got a little soft spot for the Wars? Oh, no. Nah, I've got a. I'll be on Tommy Weaver. I'll be cheering him on, even though I want Cleary to score a million. Screw the Wars because they have cost me my super catch season. Why not own any of the pricks? <laughs> Uh, what about Asako, the Dolphins? You might cheer I'll, be cheering, I'll be cheering for the Tigers for Dad because F Asako. <laughs> uh, I'm actually keen to watch the Knights Rabbitohs game. I think that'll be should be a good game. Down the week. Um, so yeah. All right, nice. All right, that's that's it for us, boys. Thanks for for joining us, and uh, hopefully, round 20, 25 can be good to you, and we can have a chat before round twenty six. Tatar and farewell. 